What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Sports Blog New York podcast, an NBA Outsiders edition. I am joined by my man, John Lucas Duffy and Frank Villani. We are very happy to be back talking NBA. We obviously had some big news to talk about, which brought us three together. Jimmy Butler, if you have not heard, has requested a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves and one of the, when one of the best players in the league decides he wants to be traded, it's newsworthy and it's even more newsworthy when he cites the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets as two of his three preferred destinations. So me, Pete Kennedy, I'm your host, John Lucas Duffy and Frank Villani. Break it down from the Jimmy Butler trade front amongst some other things in regards to the Knicks, the Nets, the Clippers, and hopping around the league. But as you know, this is a Sports Blog New York podcast. This happened to be an NBA Outsiders edition. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, and of course on SoundCloud and SportsBlogNewYork.com. I also recorded a second podcast on Wednesday night for a Thursday release. Unfortunately, both episodes went just a little bit longer than planned, which happens to be a trend here on the SBNY podcast. But I recorded a football episode, so instead of putting two 45-minute episodes uh, in one giant podcast, I separated the two. So if you're listening to the Jimmy Butler pod with me, Duff, and Frank talking about the NBA and NBA Outsiders Edition, don't forget to hop over to the other episode on the feed with Dan Canova of NJ.com and the Jersey Journal. He's a sports editor over there. We talked a ton of Giants, and we made our NFL picks for Week 3. So Sports Blog New York Podcast, iTunes Apple Podcast app, you know where to find it. Go look for it. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell us what you want to hear. Hit me on Twitter at P. Kennedy. But for now, just stay tuned. Listen to some basketball talk with the NBA Outsiders. What's up, everybody? Sports Blog New York Podcast. P. Kennedy here, joined with the NBA Outsiders. I could not be happier. An NBA Outsiders mashup as we have a little NFL talk coming up later. But first things first, we got NBA news. We got NBA back. Training camp starts next week, preseason the week after. Are you kidding me? John Lucas Duffy, Frank Villani in the house talking on the podcast. I freaking missed you guys. Duff, I'll start with you. Welcome back to the pod. It's been too long. We fucking back. I'm so hyped. We've been chatting it up and for like the past month. Like, all right, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? This Jimmy Butler news dropping. That was the perfect time. We hit it in the group chat. It's all right. Tonight's the night, boys. And here we are. We were going to wait till next week, uh, right before training camp start, do a little over-under pod for the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. And then we're like, you know what? Screw it. Today, let's do it. Jimmy Butler news. It's big. And also, Duff, you're so excited. You couldn't even hold back a curse for two seconds. My, my goodness. Not even one goddamn second it was your second I'm, word i'm just i'm so pumped i'm ready i f- i feel it just coursing through my veins right now and i need to calm down because it's still a month before the regular season starts i feel like i'm ramping up too early it's like when you get too pumped up for the pregame and then it's like <laughs> tired by the time the game starts you just can't do it uh what kind of game are you talking pregame you talking about like when you're going out on a friday night I'm talking about it could be that it could just be a regular basketball game all of it <laughs> all any pregame tailgate whatever you want to say frank Villani. Are you as pumped up as Duff? What's up, man? Hell yeah, I'm pumped up, man. I'm happy to be back. Uh, to everybody who listens, don't call it a comeback. We've been here, okay? Hey. Um, I'm ready to talk some ball, brother. I'm in basketball. I'm done with football already. Giants own too. I'm done. <laughs> You're already giving up with the Giants season. <laughs> I'm already done that. Console the season. Console it. 
damn nosebleed. All right. That my my man Bart Scott would say. Yeah, so. the Giants have been rough, and we're actually later after their, uh, Frank and Duff say goodbye to us. I'm gonna be talking some uh, NFL football, including the Giants and Jets, with my man Dan Canova from NJ.com. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about just yet. And Frank, since we have some things to look forward to other than the NFL right now, uh, that you're a Giants fan, we have NBA rumors back. We have Jimmy Butler requesting a trade. He's officially in what I think Bill Simmons coined pre-agency, which is you know the year before your contract finishes, but you're just like, you know what? I'm going to start controlling my own destiny. I don't care what my contract says. Uh, hey, Tibbs, trade me. That's basically what happened, and it's exciting for us fans. But let's go back for a hot second here. Uh, we had so much NBA news. The NBA kind of owned the summer for the first half. LeBron to the Lakers, a bunch of other moves. Then what the hell are the Lakers doing after they signed LeBron? It was absolutely bonkers. But then for a while, it kind of cooled off. Like, we had a nice little hiatus there where there wasn't a lot of news. But looking back on the whole thing since the NBA Finals, Duff, like, what did you make of this NBA summer? Uh, I, just like you said, started off real hot. And actually, I said to my brother, like, half-joking, I was like, all this hype about LeBron, like, what if he just fucking signs immediately? Wouldn't that be hilarious? And he did. You just get it out of the way, and then what the fuck's going to happen? And then that's exactly what happened. We had... Paul George right away. We had LeBron right away. And then we had, you know, a couple weeks until Kawhi and that happened and everything kind of simmered down after that. I feel like those are the three big things of this summer. And we had a nice little high. I, I mean, I love the NBA. Our group chats always popping pretty much every day. And we're always talking NBA, but it was a nice hiatus from news that you had to consume and really digest all right who's who's writing about this what does he say what does she say and all this back and forth it was a nice little break but now this jimmy butler thing feels so juicy because all that tension in minnesota has been bubbling for so long and more importantly i was right i was right about all this jimmy butler stuff and we'll get to that but that's the main takeaway is i was right uh, it's a good segue there because I wanted to mention, if you are a listener of the Sports Blog New York podcast, uh, you may be like, who are these these three basketball talking fools right here? Well, it's Pete, Duff, and Frank. Shout out to our guy, Bab, out in Yellowstone National Park. We, we, don't get to hear, we don't get to hear from him too often. He doesn't have Wi-Fi or stuff like that. But he's still here in spirit. Uh, but this is the NBA Outsiders. It's an offshoot of the SBNY podcast in case you haven't heard us before. We talk ball, all things NBA. We love it. We can't get enough. And when it comes back in just a couple weeks... We're going to be all over it from start to finish, so hang out with us. Frank, did you enjoy uh, the basketball summer just like your, your man Duff? Of course. Um, I kind of I think everybody kind of saw LeBron to the Lakers, so, like, it didn't surprise me at all, whatever. Paul George staying, like, I'm like a pseudo-Thunder fan because the Knicks have been so bad. Like, when basketball games start to count, that's the team I've been rooting for because I'm such a big fan of Russell Westbrook, and then Paul George goes along, so, like, that was pretty big news. I was happy about that. And then, like, the whole Kawhi thing, like, till this day, still baffles me. Like, but, you know, I guess he wanted out that bad. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe Toronto will finally uh, not be a pretender, and it, you know, like, as per usual. But we'll see. Yeah, and even though it was kind of shocking that Paul George stayed in OKC, I mean, it wasn't completely shocking, but it was on the spectrum of, unexpected the LeBron to the Lakers thing I thought was pretty pretty easy like a layup there the one thing that really just nobody saw coming was the Raptors flying in off the top rope 
and be like, yeah, take DeMar DeRozan in the face of our franchise. We'll take Kawhi Leonard's off your hand. He may not sign with us, but we're willing to take that risk. It said so much about the Raptors' direction, their willingness to take chances here. Uh, it still gave us all the questions of what the hell is going on with Kawhi. Is he going to play? Is he healthy? What does his uncle want? Like, what does he want? Who is Kawhi Leonard? We thought we knew who he was. We thought Kawhi Leonard was this quiet guy who just liked balling and working hard and not being in the spotlight. And then all this crap hits the fan here. And now he's a Toronto Raptor, which is bizarre. The Spurs seem to be the, still the Spurs, just minus uh, a superstar, if you will. But uh, everything flipped on its head with Kawhi, and we really don't know what to expect. I feel like that's the one thing in the NBA right now where we have just no idea what it's going to look like. Yeah, and I think with all these crazy big moves that we've been mentioning, one that goes just like sweeps under the rug is a uh, is Boogie of the Warriors like well that's going to matter. It got swept under now, but at 100%. the moment like yeah, like it's going to matter at some point in the season like and I think it's going to be huge for them, but like that's how. That's kind of how crazy the off season's been. Something like that could just fly under the radar. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you guys just gonna forget about Lance to the Lakers, or <laughs> what about Beasley, bro? Don't 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 leave Bees out if you're gonna go if you're gonna go that far. Well, if you're gonna go that far, then you gotta go Javale. Yeah, right. We gotta put the whole crew in, man. Everybody who went to the Lakers is important now. But the meme team. <laughs> just for real. Also, I think they have a chance to like kind of low key be good though, like. I'm I'm so, they'll I'm so they'll be fine. They got LeBron. Whatever. I'm so exactly. intrigued by the Lakers, man. I can't wait to see what happens there. With Lonzo and Rondo. We didn't even say Rondo. We just mentioned three of the biggest characters in the league and left out Rondo. Come on. I mean, that's it's crazy. And they still have all that young talent. So, like, I don't even know how they're going to put it all on the floor. But, like, if you're a Laker fan, you got to be excited. And hyped. There's, there's no chance. Like, I wish. I wish I was that hyped for the NBA season. Bless up Walton. Luke Walton. Bless up Luke Walton, my man. <laughs> Pray. Send some prayers. <laughs> He's got Jesus a whole lot of work to, to do. Uh, oh, but who also now has a lot of work to do is the Minnesota Timberwolves front office. And more importantly in this situation, because of you know how close we thought they were, is Tom Thibodeau. So obviously we know Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau go back to Chicago. The Timber Bulls is one of the big jokes of NBA Twitter for the past That's couple a, months. not a joke. That's a fact. Yeah, it's actually yeah, not a joke. Exactly. It's so like we every all Twitter spoke that into existence. And the uh, only thing he's missing is Joe Kim Noah, and Joe Kim Noah is available. Yeah, Knicks fans are like, hey, don't forget about him, right? Come on, <laughs> you got Noah's right here, guys. Noah for Butler, straight up. Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> Not tips. <laughs> we'll definitely get there in regards to the Knicks because if you were paying attention, uh, Jimmy Butler mentioned three teams that he put on a list of preferred trade destinations. Now we have to remember. We just mentioned the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. That does not mean Tibbs and the T-Wolves have to trade Jimmy Butler to any of these three teams. But he mentioned the Clippers, the Nets, and the Knicks. Obviously, that sends New York in a tiz. I'm sure the Clippers are in a tiz. But all of NBA Twitter was freaking out. Also, a little quick nugget. I don't want to talk about it. But Space Jam 2, what? LeBron, what? Ryan Coogler? Wait, what? what? Wait, what? Just snuck in there after this Jimmy news. But anyways, we got to stay on topic here for a second. Jimmy Butler... Duff, you talked about it last year, the day of the draft when the Timberwolves and the Bulls made the trade. You wrote an article on Sports Blog New York. It uh, it basically blew up to the point where people were, you know, tweeting at us saying, "Who is this idiot writing the articles for you guys? Uh, this kid has no idea what he's talking about." And then on the flip side, I remember one person actually sent us an email, which is a more respected medium, if you will, and wrote this beautifully worded letter saying. 
thank you for writing this piece. This person, John Duffy, is the first person I saw to speak the truth about this. The Timberwolves aren't going anywhere. They're going to lose in the first round, this and that. And Duff, this is your victory lap right here. I'm giving you the floor. You said from day one, this trade is overrated. It's not going to lead them to nothing. How are you feeling today that just over one year later, Jimmy Butler, all-star, is on his way out, possibly, of Minnesota? I feel vindicated. I feel good. I feel, I'm sorry, Minnesota, but I feel really good right now. Because, like you said, all that backlash, and I remember that email. I remember the email that I, that the Minnesota fan wrote. Shout out to the Minnesota fans reading SBNY. Um, but I, I remember all those people was like, wow, who wrote this, an eighth grader? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, people were very not okay with it. And turns out literally everything I wrote about that piece was right, except for Malik Monk, which I also kind of got right. I was like, they should have drafted Malik Monk instead of trading uh, trading the pick away. But I was like, oh, but he's going to end up in Charlotte now, and then his career is going to be meaningless, which is probably still going to happen. That's pretty close. It's, pr- it's definitely close. The crux... The crux of the article was that this was a bad trade for Minnesota because they didn't know what was going to go on with Wiggins. They had a coach GM, Tom Thibodeau, who just fucking sucks. Like, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I hate tips. He's just bad. Um, And if all that stuff, you don't know what's going on with Wiggins, then you max him out. And then you got Tibbs, coach GM, and that's just a bad thing in sports. People shouldn't be doing that. It's just there's enough evidence now where – Things fall through the cracks. And for Tibbs, like scouting, like he didn't watch any other player ever. He was just like, okay, I have this team. This team's not very good. But hey, in 2011, we had a 60 win team. Let's get those guys. That was seven years ago. Think of it. Think where you were seven years ago. Okay. LeBron James didn't have a championship seven years ago. Like that's how far back we're talking right now. You want to go all the way back and then sign Luol Dang? Like that, that was the one moment where I was like, is he getting away with this? Is no one paying attention? I don't understand what's happening. Like it, it, it's like the owner of the Timberwolves is like a weekend at Bernie situation where he's just <laughs> he's literally dead and Tibbs is just using him as a puppet. It doesn't make any sense. He was he hasn't played in like two years, making like twenty million dollars sitting on the bench. He played like so, thirteen minutes last year or something ridiculous like that. Ridic- it, unbelievable. So you you have like that's the guy running your franchise. And no, I mean, like all this stuff has happened recently since before. I mean, it started out hot. Jimmy Butler trade, like, whoa, Tibbs, good for you. This is awesome. But then it turned out exactly like I said it would. One season, bounced in the first round to the Rockets. It's exactly what happened. I mean, Jimmy Butler was 100, percent and they might have gotten the third seed instead of the uh, eighth seed. But like, if they got the third seed, then okay, they win one round. Then they get bounced by the Rockets or the Warriors. So like it wouldn't have really made a, a huge difference. Like, okay, you win a series, but like ask the Nets like or the Knicks. Like, okay, you won that one series because you got Carmelo. Was it worth it? Oh, man. You're going there on I mean, me. You're going to – no, but I feel you. And, and uh, tough. It's like I tweeted today, and I said it very jokingly, but I was like, at least now we know that Jimmy Butler also thinks the Timberwolves is a bad idea. Yeah, but – I. Is it the Timberwolves that he thinks is a bad idea, or is it he doesn't get along with Wiggins and Towns, specifically Towns? Yeah. Like, that that's really the tough part, because if you have to pick between one of them, it's a no-brainer. You're going to pick Towns, because Butler's got a million miles on him, and we've seen how, like, 
literally everyone from the from the Bulls when uh when, when Tibbs was coaching them, they're so washed. Like Joe Kim is done. The, the one who's held up the best is Taj Gibson. Like yeah. Derek Rose is done. Lowell Dang is done. Jimmy Butler got injured last season again. Like he's he's pretty often injured at this point. Like he's like a sixty-five game a year ago. Often as Gordon Hayward, yeah. if you want to go there, come on. What do you say? I said he's injured as often as Gordon Hayward. If you want to go there, but think- Gordon Hayward doesn't have as many miles, and you didn't trade to get Gordon Hayward. You just the Celtics just got yeah, him in free agency. Like it only cost them money. It didn't cost them their future. Yeah, but they hadn't been to the playoffs in 14 years, and there's something to be said for a playoff berth. I mean, look at Chris Porzingis in New York. He's begging for playoff experience. So, like, to say that they got absolutely nothing in return, to me, is a little wild. I definitely would, would be inclined to agree, like, your return on investment is definitely not what people initially thought, and, that, like, you're not getting the longevity of it either, but... To make the playoffs is something to give Towns and Wiggins and the young guy that they do have to build around for the future some playoff experience. I think that's pretty big. But but what I what I think is going to happen is Jimmy Butler is going to get traded by Christmas, probably. I mean, if not, then the deadline, almost certainly. But they don't Towns, have to trade him. What, what says they, they don't have to trade him, and they ride it out with him. Like, okay, they, they ride it out. He doesn't get along with the two cornerstone players of the franchise. I mean... Wiggins for what he is like he was a number one pick what is he not going to play hard in a contract season like he'll play hard but like fine you get to the playoffs again and then what then you get bounced again so 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 what and he leaves and then you're back with the alternative is selling extremely low on Jimmy Butler to a team that can resign him that's not going to give you anything in return because you know what if they don't trade for him now, he just let them know that they're an opportunity to sign him in the summer. So well, it's the same thing. Like people are just banking, and it's actually even more guaranteed than the Paul George thing. He's not re-signing with Minnesota. So why are you giving up anything to get him? That's a good point. But on the flip side, why are you not trying to get whatever you can in return uh, in the meantime? So that that leads me to a good point you here. You can make the playoffs, and without him, you probably don't. That's that's a very fair point. So that's what I want to talk about here. So before we talk about the possible trade scenarios, and before we talk about um, you know the Clippers, the Nets, the Knicks, and some other teams here, let's talk about specifically Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and the Timberwolves in a post Jimmy world, or in a, you know why he's still there and clearly not happy world. What is the what is the future for Carl Anthony Towns? Because if you ask me my honest opinion, there's no chance in hell that Carl Anthony Towns is staying in Minnesota after he signs his first uh, or his second deal after his rookie deal. So after he when he's a restricted free agent, he will sign with Minnesota because they're going to match whatever offer sheet. He's a max type player. I get it. But then after that, the first moment that Carl Anthony Towns becomes an unrestricted free agency, uh, is there any chance in hell that he stays in Minnesota? Like, should this team just move right to Seattle now? You know what I mean? Like, this is where I, this is how I feel about Minnesota because it's almost sad. They have Andrew Wiggins. He's making way too much money for what he's done to this point in his career. Can he turn it around? Absolutely. But to this point, he's getting paid way too much. Carlton Towns, when he gets paid that much, he probably deserves it. But then what is that team? What is that team going to do in the Western Conference? They don't seem to be able to do anything. And do you guys imagine Towns is there long term after his second contract? If they can't right the ship, they become the Pelicans. Like, that's what it is. Just sub out Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns, and that's what it becomes. You want to know what it looks like, what it's going to look like? That's exactly it. 
and you get the yeah. Jeff Teagues of the world, a, a la Drew Holiday, who actually, uh, you know, had a great season last year. So maybe you can lure in somebody in that ilk to play with Carl Anthony Towns in his first seven years. And then what? It's like, it's like. They didn't even lure Holiday. He got traded there. I mean, I guess he resigned, but he got traded there. And he only resigned there because they had money to spend. They had to spend on right. somebody. And who else was going to gamble on him? Well, that actually turned out to be a good gamble for him, but. No, I agree, but but th- th- I'm just saying from Holiday's standpoint, he's looking around like, okay, I'm sure there are not a lot of offer sheets out there. Th- I mean, that's what they're going to become, the Pelicans, and then we're making the jokes when they move him to Seattle, just like you said, and that's what it is. It's who's going to trade for him. Like You hear all this swirling stuff about Celtics want, Carl, uh, want Anthony Davis, so that's what it's going to be for Towns. He's going to sign there again just to get the max money, but... Honestly, I would put it as like an even money bet. He even finishes that contract in Minnesota. So, Frank, you seem to be the one who's slightly defending what's going on here. Not in, in the point where you're, you know, dying on a hill, but you're trying to find the bright spots of what it means for a franchise. Obviously, us being Nick fans, we know what it means to just make the playoffs. There are there is value in that. And I do agree with you. What is some upside here, and what would you want in return for Jimmy to kind of salvage these next couple of years in Minnesota? I mean, if I'm Minnesota. It doesn't matter what team, like, even if it's the Warriors, you know, a team expected to win a championship, like, you got to be looking for at least a first-round draft pick back. Um, I don't think you're you're not going to get an equivalent player. Maybe you get a lottery pick from year previous, kind of like, um, you know, like how the Knicks got Moutier cheap, but, like, I, I don't see them going after somebody like that. Like I said, I think – I honestly think their best option, because they're kind of stuck in a really shitty situation – their best situation might just be to ride it out because, I mean, I personally believe Jimmy Butler being there right now, like, is is such a like a godsend for for Andrew Wiggins because if if he's not there and that team's still not making the playoffs and Andrew Wiggins making that much money, people are calling for his head and the fact that Jimmy Butler's there and they do have team success, nobody says anything. So I think, you know, on that front, they want people to- complain about Wiggins all the time. Yeah, but not to the not to the point where it's like, uh, like one of the worst contracts in basketball, which it is. Now Frank's got a good point though. That. If if it was just Wiggins and Towns there right now, that contract would look a lot but, worse, and it would be amplified the criticism of Andrew Wiggins. And just as a little reference here, uh, Jimmy Butler missed twenty three games last year. They were ten and thirteen in those games, so three games under five hundred. They were yeah. Where they go from the three seed to the eight seed, something yeah, like that. Thirty seven yeah. and twenty two with Jimmy Butler. 10 and 13 without him. Yeah, so they're just like, they, they're definitely not a team that's over the hump without Jimmy Butler. So, like, I, I think it's important for them, you know, team success wise, to just keep him around. I, I don't think you're going to get, you know, a disgruntled player. I mean, if, if he pulls a, a Kawhi and just, like, you know, gets an injury and is like, not my camp, this is yours, like, you know, like, I feel like you just can't bet for something like that. So, you just kind of got to go with it. And like I said, they're not going to get anything in return, especially not from the Knicks, the Nets, or the Clippers, because, like, why would you? They just literally no incentive to. Jimmy Butler saying that kind of ruined his opportunity to get where he wanted to be. Did I, anyone I, else think that those three teams were, like, really weird for him to float out there? No. No. I think New York, big market, uh, Clippers. But he's saying he his number one thing is like I need to win I want to win blah 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 if he gets traded to the Nets like 
Kenny they, Atkinson it's and about cap space. Such a culture of player development right now that a player like Jimmy Butler going there probably might turn them into a winning team in a year or two. And also, Ooh. Duff, it's about cap space in this situation here. And actually, Woj came out with a couple of tweets, um, probably within like the last hour, half hour. We're, uh, we're recording this 9:30 p.m. Wednesday night for a Thursday release. Uh, Woj tweeted this a couple hours ago. He said that Jimmy is focusing on the Clippers in hopes that another star joins him in free agency. So basically, he's looking at three teams in the Clippers, the Nets, the Knicks, who have ability to pay him and then hopefully pay somebody else, you know, a la Kyrie Irving. And goddamn, how about Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving on the Clippers while LeBron is on the Lakers? Staples Center is just blowing up at this point. That's besides or Kawhi. The point. We'll get to that, yeah, or Kawhi for that matter. I mean, we can get to all that, but that's what those three teams have in common: the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers. Is space now and space in the future. And if Jimmy gets there, I mean, he probably believes, and the team probably believes, they now have a more likelihood to sign somebody else of the Kyrie Kawhi ilk. I think uh, you're also leaving out this. Twenty uh, nineteen is Durant's opt out year. Facts, big facts. Not not just thirty. He might be looking to fall with well, what, was that, what was that list of twenty nineteen free agents? It was uh, Butler, Kyrie, Kawhi, Durant has opt out. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. There were like t- t- ever like this summer was like whoa, just because it was LeBron and Ky- like you knew Kawhi was going to get moved, but and Paul George. But next next summer is going to be even crazier i think we got kemba in there so he's looking so he's eyeing down these three teams and saying trade for me now but why wouldn't those three teams just wait until free agency so so i thought he already said i want to like if you if you're the nets the knicks the clippers you say okay well i'm in the top three so why wouldn't i just wait because controlling your own destiny i had this argument earlier too and it's it's a quick point so i'm just gonna throw it out there real quick sorry but um the, the point to doing that right now is you guarantee. You guarantee that you have Jimmy Butler for the next three to five years because he guaranteed that he would re-sign with one of those three teams. So if you're – if Jimmy Butler – if you think Jimmy Butler is part of your immediate plans for, say, a title run or something, you make that push right away. You do it because you get him for not just the rest of this season or you know whenever you trade for him, but you get him for the next three. It's basically like you sign him in free agency, but you have to give somebody up. But, you know, that's what it is. And, it, it, yeah, it's controlling your own destiny versus, versus leaving it in the air. You look at Paul George getting traded to Oklahoma City Thunder. Nobody thought he was staying there. He ended up staying there. Kawhi Leonard's now in Toronto. Is there a chance he stays there? I think so. I mean, he said he wanted to be in L.A. We didn't know if he was talking about the Clippers or the Lakers. You know, they were being very cryptic with all the Kawhi stuff. But it, what are the chances he likes Toronto, they play well, they have a good playoff run, and maybe he signs a one-and-one like LeBron and Kevin Durant kind of proved uh, t- to work over the past couple of years. Kawhi Leonard, one-and-one one in Toronto. Then maybe he signs long-term. If Jimmy Butler gets traded to a team that isn't the Clippers, then the Clippers have to then wrangle more moving parts at once in one summer to grab Butler and somebody else. Whereas if they have one in place, now they just need one more. And you know what? It's all, it's about salary dumps, too. So maybe it is enticing if the Clippers can get off Danilo Gallinari's contract and attach a first-round pick to that, and they put Butler, and I mean Gallinari, and a first-round pick, send it to Minnesota, and they bring back Butler thinking, hey, our first-round pick's not going to be that good because we have Jimmy Butler now. So there is some benefits to it, but...
but it can also dig you a hole in the future if it doesn't work out. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, and that's exactly why I don't think the Knicks are in this game. Um, but we'll get to that in a moment. I want to talk about the Knicks and the Nets, but first off, let's start with the Clippers because I think it's the most intriguing. Um, Duff, it, you seem to be against this. Why are you against it from the Clippers' perspective? I just think Jerry Jerry West is there now, and he was with the Warriors when they were building the juggernaut they have now. So he has experience in kind of that slow burn of let's build this team methodically, let's you know kind of do it the right way. Hopefully, we get lucky with young guys who are effective and we have them for cheap for years to come rather than signing people and bringing them out of the woodwork. Maybe there are chemistry issues, especially with a guy like Jimmy Butler, who obviously hates everyone on his team and they don't, they seem to reciprocate those feelings. So I know that's just one guy and it could be different when he goes to a place like LA as opposed to Minnesota, no Minnesota, but I just think why not wait? If I'm one of those three teams, why not wait? Like, what what do the Nets have that it's like their trade would be so irresistible to Minnesota? Something like, that they wouldn't have if they just let them walk. Anything. They like, have literally like, anything. They have picks, young players. They have a Nuggets first-round pick. That, that people would trade for, for sure. And the thing, the, the thing about the Knicks is, and we'll get to this, Mill said we're not trading draft picks for players. So right there, what is it? Frankie Smokes and who else? Like you're not going to give up KP. You're not going to give up Knox this early. I think I think the only person the Knicks could probably get him for is is Frankie. And uh, like I've been struggling with it ever since the news came out. Like I've been struggling with that thought. Like the more I think about it, we have like a ton of young guards already. And like honestly, of all of them, like personally, I'm the biggest fan of Trey Burke, but that's because I liked him in college. I actually think Milikina's got the highest ceiling of them all, but he definitely does. I would, I would, I think I would take guaranteed three years of Butler for for whatever Milikina might be. See, I, I really struggle with that as well, and I don't I don't think I want to do it. I If I'm the New York Knicks, I'm staying far away from it. And also, if you're talking Frank Nielkina, there has to be a salary match, and that means you're also got to, you know, you got to take, you got to get rid of Courtney Lee. Dog. Yeah, like Don't that's going to help the dog. case. Like that's not going to help the cause of the trade. For the Knicks, mean, there's too many moving parts. Isn't, isn't, isn't Tibbs the GM coach? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it 100% does. He just signed Walt Dang. Like, get out of here. If you think this man is thinking rationally, like he's not. He's, it's it's actually as Duff says. For the longest time, I've been a uh, a Tibbs defender, but like I literally can't do it anymore. Like I I tried for so long, and I literally can't anymore. If he so, takes like, Noah back in a trade with the Knicks, you have to fire him immediately, right? But I mean, I, I mean, listen. If if Jimmy wants that bad, right, and you get say they get Frank folks, and the salary match is Joe Kim Noah, I don't think that's a fireable offense. I actually think for a guy who you know you're not going to resign, getting someone like Frankie Smokes back is incredible return. That's more than I think the Nets or the Clippers even have to offer, let alone what they would offer. Right, unless the Clippers traded in like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who they just drafted like 12th There's overall. No way. Yeah. And they're yeah, not. They're I, not doing that's it. Just, that's the same. Like, like I, Kevin Knox is to me is more valuable than Nilakina. Absolutely. I, I mean, Knox is an untradeable asset right now still. So, all right, so I, I have a scenario to play out for you. If you're the Knicks, let's say you make that trade. Let's say that happens. 
And then you have your three big pieces are Jimmy Butler, Kevin Knox, and Kristaps Porzingis. And we still so, have room to sign another player, Max. And you still have another Max slot. Yes. But what if you guys don't get Kyrie Irving? Then what? Kemba Walker. Move on to the next one. We already have stars. We don't need a third guy who can be the number one star. We can just take another guy who can be a star. So, so who else? Like we talked about it before. So some Kemba, other names. Kemba maybe. So you're, you're eyeing down think, Kemba. That's reasonable. I think like I think a core with, with Kemba, Porzingis, Jimmy, and if Kevin Knox is the player that we all kind of think he is going to be right now, I think that's a, you know, depending what the NBA landscape looks like, that at the very least, that's a playoff team. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But is that what Mills wants to do? Seems like he wants to kind of carve his own path. And yeah, yeah. I see that that was going to be my next point, which I feel like Pete's probably going to hit on this. Um, but, but Mills has said before, and he'll probably say it again, uh, he's not about the quick fix. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Mills and Perry and David Fisdale were just uh, you know, in a town hall thing that they did. It was an hour and 20 minutes. And they hammered it home how they're not trying to rebuild this overnight. They saw how that set them back in the past. They don't want to make the same mistakes twice. They don't want to trade draft picks. They're not looking for a quick fix. They literally hammered it home over and over again during this town hall thing that happened on Monday. So for them then to turn around and trade a first-round pick or to trade Frank Nielakina would be a very hypocritical move. Like It would be crazy. I think the only way that it would look not crazy is if they can attach Joe Kim Noah, and that's just not possible. I don't. I know Tibbs is out of his mind. He's off his rocker. I don't even think that will Come happen. On, I think, I think the him. Minnesota ownership would actually fire him on the spot and be like, no, we can't do this. It's not Unless they attach two first-round picks to Joe Kim Noah, then fine. They'll, then they'll do it in a heartbeat. Then fine. But, but that ain't happening. But that ain't happening. So how how Tibbs still has GM duties and and Van it makes Gundy. no sense. Van Gundy lost GM duties before Tibbs. How how like, and and Pop had co- he was coach GM and he was like no fuck it I can't do it I'm passing it off like if Greg Popovich is like this is too much I can't do it you're gonna let Tibbs do it yeah let me look up for multiple uh, seasons had Jason Kidd failed at it in uh in Milwaukee he basically got fucking thrown out of the state. Uh, yeah. Well, Jason Kidd has his own his own other uh, quirks about his the way he runs stuff. Anyways, another thing in regards to this, Jimmy Butler, like Duff said before, is uh, you know he talks the big game of he just wants to win, he just wants to be a part of the winning culture, he wants people to try hard, compete, this and that, this and that. And I think about the Knicks, and I think about if you trade one or two assets and add Jimmy Butler, this team is still probably not a playoff team, and if they are, they're an eight seed at best in the Eastern Conference, seven seed maybe. I mean. Jimmy Butler's that I think he's that good to to help a team be competitive every night, but without a healthy KP, like what are we doing this for now? I think with the Clippers, they have an actual supporting cast. They need a star. The Knicks are trying to build a cast. They don't even have a cast at this point. They have an injured guy who's an all star who hasn't. He's not going to play for months. If KP had never gotten hurt, if KP finished the year strong last year, if he finished the year averaging twenty two and seven or eight, whatever, and two and a half blocks. This is a completely different story. But why are we trading for a win-now All-Star who's going to be on the other side of 30 before we know it, making $35 million 
30 he's going to want a max. He's going to want $35 million right before we need to pay KP, right before we hopefully have money to pay somebody else, and then we're landlocked. we got nothing to spend. We're just filling the team with, with role-player young guys. It's going to be – it could be a nightmare. And God forbid there's no health out of KP and Jimmy Butler, which is not out of the realm of possibilities. I just see disaster. I see learn from your mistakes one time, New York Knicks, and just don't do the quick fix again. Keep what's working. It hasn't even started working yet, but let it try to work. How about that? How about see what you're doing now? Mills and Perry seem to have a plan. Continue with it and see if it might work. Just see if it might work because if you do the quick fix now, we'll never know and you'll live to regret it. And I completely agree with that because if you trade for Butler now, this 2018-19 season is going to be a wash anyway because KP's hurt and whatever. But then in 2019, like, Jimmy Butler is going to be 31 during that season. So, and he's said, I want to win a ring. I want, like, I don't understand how guys can just be in the league and want to have a role or just getting buckets is okay with them. Like, it, this should be about greatness. It should be about wanting to achieve the highest thing you can earn in all of basketball. In 2019, he, like, you need to be a contender or he is like surly Jimmy Butler who's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, these young kids aren't taking it seriously enough. We got this star. We can't do it on on our own. So now he's he's basically saying, "Hey, we need to get like another star." Like he's trying to throw his weight around, like he's LeBron. Like that's where I see it going, which is just you don't want any part of that mess. Like Jimmy Butler is a great player. He's a top twenty player, no question. But like the way he is kind of forcing his hand with a lot of these things feels a little out of touch. Like. He's not good enough to be doing some stuff like that. They're, he's top 20, but really, like we've heard it a million times, there's only like seven to ten guys in the league who are really huge difference makers. You're talking about the LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Kyrie Irving, guys like that, Giannis. James, like James Those Harden. are really... I don't even need to put Kyrie in there. No offense. Yeah, so, I would put, you got to say James Harden. James Harden, thank you. Put him in there. Russell Westbrook, who's just like, I'll throw him in there for Frank's sake, since I said Kyrie. But Bro, you threw if you threw Russell, I, I I want I want to petition so hard to move the Thunder to the East. Just put Russell Westbrook in the East, please. That would I would petition for that as well, just so we could see how that would fail, and then we shut you up forever. But <laughs> anyway, but anyway, like those guys are so effing good like not gonna put jimmy butler in there with that. Like, hey, i have a question i have a serious, I have a serious question is, like i'm not gonna do that i have a serious would, question all right hold on everybody stop this is legit and i i don't know if this would have sounded absolutely bonkers a year ago but right now i think this is a truly legitimate question right now you get a pick to start your franchise victor oladipo or jimmy butler who are you taking oladipo is it even close no just because of age, though. So Victor, like that, but just because of age, of course, right? But that like a, that matters. Like five year difference. That matters in real life, right? Like it matters how old yeah. you are in real life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jimmy oh, Butler got miles. Jimmy Butler has wear and tear on those muscles and bones. I mean, it's literally only. It's not because Victor Oladipo is a better player. If that's who you're trying to get. To. But he might be. It's clo- it, we can all agree that it's close enough and with the age difference that it pushes it over the edge. 
I mean, Jimmy Butler was on the Chicago Bulls. They were not a good team. He basically carried them into the playoffs. The, he, Victor Oladipo was the best player in the NFL. Pacers. Rondo. And Tim, like, are the Pacers a bad team around him? No, like, they're they're a fine. Bad? They're a fine team. I would say they're fine. Yeah, they're solid. Team was fine. better than the Bulls team around Jimmy. Yeah, for sure. But still, and nonetheless, Victor Oladipo was the clear. Clear-cut best player on that team. The scorer, the workhorse, the guard, the best player on defense guy. And uh, I don't, like, I don't know. Age matters. It's a real thing. I ain't breaking the bank. I ain't giving up assets if I'm the New York Knicks for a guy who's on the other side of 30 soon. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Frank Villani, John Lucas Duffy. Let's do this last thing before we say goodbye and we start talking a little NFL here. Um so we talked about the Clippers a little bit. We talked about the Nets and the Knicks. I think the Nets, by the way, just to throw this out there, if you guys can disagree, you can throw it out real quick. But I think the Nets, if you can make the move, I think you you kind of go for it if it's not too crazy. You know, maybe that Nuggets pick you got, first rounder, throw that out. One of two of these random guys like uh, Karis LeVert or, you know, Hollis Jefferson. One of these guys, I don't know who, whatever. If the Nets can get Butler, they might have to go do it because then that opens up a world of possibilities for them. I wouldn't do it if I'm the Knicks. Agree to disagree. They're too far away. But the Knicks and the Nets, they're too far away. Fair. They're like right. in 2019, they're not going to be ready to contend, probably. Unless Kyrie, like the Knicks, maybe if Kyrie shifts over or Clay Thompson comes over. But the, the Clippers, I, th- I think if you're the Clippers, like they should pull the trigger. All right. I like it. Anyway, so now this is the last thing I want to do here. We talked about how Kawhi last year, you mentioned the LA teams and whatever, and it ended up being the Raptors out of nowhere who swooped in and made the trade. So, uh, Frank, I'll start with you. Who is your wild card team who is not the Clippers, Nets, or Knicks that may just swoop in here and trade for Jimmy Butler out of nowhere? Uh, LeBron and his Lakers. Ooh. Um, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, LeBron is a win-now type of guy, no matter what team is around him. So any opportunity you have, probably go get a guy like Jimmy Butler for cheap. And I know he didn't say he wanted to be a Laker, but he did say, you know, a team that shares this, that they share the same fucking arena. So, you know, you might have a decent chance to resign him, especially if you're title contenders, which Duff alluded to before. Jimmy Butler seems pretty adamant that he wants to try and win something. So, um, yeah, I'm going to throw the Lakers in there just because LeBron contending. Jimmy Butler helps all that. Duff? So who do you who do you throw in that trade? Who do you think the Lakers should throw in that trade? They literally have the pick of the litter. I bet you Timberwolves would probably take any of those guys. Uh, I, personally, I'd probably go with Lonzo. Cause fuck Lonzo. But, uh, Come on. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, they probably would do uh, um, what's the guy? He's like in his third or fourth year, but he's really starting to show out now. Ingram? Or, no, not Ingram. The other one. Kuzma? No, not Kuzma. Josh Corey Hart. Hart. Josh Hart? Hart? Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Oh yeah. They can, maybe him. So you saying Lonzo and Hart? Maybe no, maybe Hart and that that big dude that they they haven't really played much yet. Ate Zizic? No, he's on the Cavs. Yeah. Zubac. Yes, There's no way they get Jimmy Butler for that. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd be surprised, dude. What else is going to be offered for him? I don't know. That would be like trade deadline. They're like, all right, we can't get literally anything else. You had they could make it happen if they get, if they rolled up Kuzmo's essentially the same position with like a pick or two or 
and they Lonzo got, with they got to make it two. match. They got to make the salaries match too. And Jimmy's oh, worth fuck, twenty yeah. mil. You got to remember about that. Anyways, Duff, oh, what's your? already got rid of Dang. <laughs> that's why they got Beasley. That's why they got Lance Stevenson. That's why they got JaVale McGee. So they got all those guys. So and those are all expi- those are all expiring contracts. So they help the Minnesota's uh, cap room moving forward. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Duff, oh, what's yeah. your wild card team? The Sixers, hundred uh, percent. Like the Sixers, probably if they make this trade, they get Jimmy Butler. Let's say they give up Fultz and Saric, or Fultz and Covington, or Saric and Covington. Like if they make that trade, I don't see how. Like they're right there. They're basically tied with the Celtics. I, in my mind, like right now, I have it: Celtics, Sixers, Raptors. Just because we have no idea what Kawhi is going to look like and how he's going to fit on that team, new coach, new star player. I can throw a like they they certainly have the potential to be the one seed again, but just because I have no idea, I'm putting them at third. And then if they get Jimmy Butler, so then you have Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler. Joel Embiid, and then hopefully you keep either Sarge or Covington. That's a formidable starting starting four that can guard any position. Like you have your point guard, shooting guard, and small forward can guard one through five basically. So that's a great place to start in terms of versatility and certainly playmaking. All those guys except for Covington are comfortable with the ball in their hands. Sarge is comfortable. Simmons obviously. Butler obviously. And beat his willing passer out of the post. So JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. Oh, JJ Reddick, spot up shooting outside. Hundred percent, I could see that five together. Some combination of Simmons, Sarge, Covington, Butler, JJ. You know, Embiid swap Sarge and Covington, whatever, because one of them's got to be in that deal. But I could. They're. Maybe my pick to win the East at that point. And I think with two guys like Simmons and Embiid, like there's no question as to whether those guys take the game seriously or not. Like, yeah, they're playing. Say what you want about Embiid's on the court antics or some of the stuff he says on social media. You think about that guy is like, what, 24 and he only started playing basketball like eight years ago and now he's an all star. So in the, in the, in the NBA and he takes it really seriously off the court. You hear JJ Redick on the low post talking about him and Simmons are kind of just introverts. They care about their family and they care about basketball and, and video you know, games. And B doesn't drive cars. He doesn't buy houses. He sits there, he plays video games and he practices like that's it. Yeah. And he goes to local parks and dunks on random fat dudes. <laughs> Cause he's just looking at the uh, top with, do not give me that. Joel Embiid is an introvert. Yeah, Frank, you gotta you gotta listen. You gotta do the research. Look, man. my man is just looking. My man is just looking to hoop. Like all his teammates, are like, no, we're tired, Joe. We gotta go. It's like, all right, bet. I'm just gonna walk down the street till I find a game. Now, Frank, a lot of people who are his teammates say that the person that you see on the court is very different than the person who hangs around off the court. Uh, well, regardless, the dude is out in public too much to be an introvert. Come on, whatever. All right, he's at least <laughs> not as flamboyant oh. off the court as he is on. Facts. So well, eccentric. I hate to cut you off, but we're getting a little long here, and I need to throw out a team here that's not going to happen. Don't even think about it. Definitely won't happen. Uh, I don't know who the hell they trade for. I don't know how or when or why it would ever happen, but goddamn would it be great. So uh, I was just thinking today, dis- disregarding all trade things, disregard markets and, and things of that nature, where would Jimmy Butler just be awesome 
on the basketball court. And I thought of my Utah Jazz. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but say they gave up, you know, I don't know, a first-round pick and Exum and, I don't know, not Ricky Rubio, but obviously not Donovan Mitchell. Just say they made it work and they got rid of some ancillary pieces or some role players uh, and they bring in Jimmy Butler. Can you imagine Jimmy Butler with Quinn Snyder playing around Rudy Gobert and, and that defense? I mean, that team would be dominant. They would not be able to be scored on. I don't believe it'll ever work. It's not going to happen. But just think about Jimmy Butler on the Utah Jazz. It's a match made in heaven. Talk about a guy who wants his teammates to play hard and play defense. Utah, Quinn Snyder, that's the place. If markets didn't exist, that would be a match made in heaven. I wish it would happen. That would be definitely a fun team to watch. But, oh, the Blazers. Okay. Can we throw in the Blazers throw real quick? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm surprised, surprised Dame and CJ haven't started tweeting about it yet. I, I, honestly, if you put just Dame for CJ straight up, I think that trade could just happen like tomorrow morning and everyone would be like, All right, okay, well. that's fine. Makes sense. <laughs> they're, like, they're in their point guard for their shooting guard? He meant, he meant uh, Dame or CJ uh, for Jimmy, right, I think? No, I meant specifically CJ oh. for Jimmy. Because yeah. I can't see Jimmy Butler playing on a team with CJ McCollum. Like, like Jimmy Butler hates Carl Towns because he's interested in other things besides basketball. CJ McCollum is interested in a lot of other things besides basketball. He's got his own podcast where he's exploring all types of shit. Dame, so, yo, Dame Lillard would be rapping. Jimmy Butler would be out there traveling the world doing Fashion Week. He always got a football. He loves football. I, I don't want to hear that garbage. Jimmy Butler, get over yourself. I no, I feel you. I just think I could definitely see that narrative of him not liking CJ McCollum because he doesn't take it seriously enough. Whatever, like. But him and Dame, I think would be fine because he's in my mind, at least public persona seems like Dame is a bit of a quieter personality. Yeah, I'm not saying CJ's a bad guy or he doesn't take the game seriously. I'm just saying those two personalities, from what I'm seeing, don't seem like they would clash well. Duff, stop saying CJ's a bad guy. It's messed up. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. This is Sports Black Network Podcast. It's been an NBA Outsiders uh, mashup here. We went a little long for uh, our plan, but you know that's that's typical NBA that's Outsiders tradition. stuff. Yeah, and if it was, a, it's our first one of the season. We're itching to get out here. We're itching to get get talking on the pod again. You, if, I think if you just cut out Duff's takes, you'll probably like cut half the time. <laughs> yeah, but then you get all you give her all the good takes. So oh, all right, that's it. Before before we get Frank versus Duff two point year two, because uh, it happened. It started, but it'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned next week for more NBA Outsiders content here on the SBNY podcast. Uh, Duff, Frank, thanks, guys. Peace out, homie. Peace.